This is W-U-A-G. All right, this is W-A-G-103, top of the hour. We're about to hit, there we go, noon on this beautiful March 19th. 2022. I am your host, Shayla Glenn, back again with Hot Sexy Fly, the hottest, sexiest, and flyest artist of Greensboro. All right. Who do we have in the studio today? We've got Hunter Pham. That's me, obviously. And I am a portrait photographer here in North Carolina. Do you want me to say it again? I would love for you to say it. All right. That's better. Yeah. All right. I am Hunter Pham. And I'm a portrait photographer here in Greensboro, North Carolina. Okay. Hunter Pham, are you a current student here at UNCG? I am. I'm in my third year here as a new media and design major. And I'm now minoring in creative writing. So. Okay. Um, all right. Creative writing, how does that uh, tunnel into everything you're doing? That seems very out of left field. Uh, yeah, well, I mean... I always knew I kind of wanted to do something with English, um, but it wasn't my passion. It was more like a hobby for me, and I didn't, I haven't practiced a lot of writing, but I always knew it was something I wanted to do. So I was like, well, I'll just learn how to do it here. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you're paying thousands of dollars to go to school. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, doing learn something, something else, something you know? on the side. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what and I, it's not like super difficult or anything. So it's just like fun. I know that's what that's what I do with uh, French on the side. I'm yeah. like, might as well get a, my money's buck right. for this. Um, okay, so let's dive more into what you're studying and how that puts into um, your current work. Yeah, so I didn't know I wanted to do photography until about a year ago. So when I came here, I majored in new, I'm majoring in uh, new media and design which is honestly, that's probably the best advice I could give someone who really wants to do photography, mm -hmm. is go in for new media and design, which is basically graphic design, uh, but they teach you all kinds of other stuff too, like 3D animation, 2D animation, um, all kinds of stuff. So, you know, if you're trying to be a freelance photographer, you can take photography classes as an elective because you have to fill those credits for your art major. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, you're already learning how to use Photoshop, Illustrator in design. So if you want to make your own photo book, you can just do it yourself. You don't have to hire somebody else to do it. You oh, see so what I'm saying? More independent. So right. how does it differ from media studies? Uh, well, media. For my understanding, media studies is more like you know, like what we're doing now, <laughs> like right. Um, yeah. right, and like journalism and stuff like that. Okay, but I could be wrong. I mean, I don't, I don't know. But I am not a professional. Uh, new media. <laughs> new media just means like you know, not fine art. So digital, digital art. Uh, that's. That's my understanding. Someone's going to listen to this and be like, that idiot. She's yeah. majoring in new media design, doesn't even know what new media is. I mean, no. we're just, so. we're rock and rolling yeah. over here. I mean, either way, even if we don't have the definition right, you're you're putting out some great work. Thank you. Let's go dive back into your work, actually. Um, yeah. Photography. How did you start? So, um, my mother was a photographer uh, my whole, like, life. Mm -hmm. uh, she was a photographer. Um, so, I grew up around her being with the camera all the time and she would always take pictures of me you know i was a firstborn so she would always like close oh, me up and little lucky. <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> um taking pictures of her she worked for the newspaper um in my hometown and yeah i was just always around her and as i got older she let me sort of go on shoots with her and 
be her little assistant, like fill up her water cup and like bring the heavy equipment in and change right. the backdrops out with her. It sounds like indentured servitude. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, look, she fed me, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, and no, raised me. Indentured no, yeah. servitude. <laughs> yeah, she's still But, um, yeah. I did. I was a parasite inside of her for nine months. So, I oh, feel like, you okay. Know, it's okay. Um, Aren't we all? And she actually shot for uh, MJ Sophie. I don't know if you know that it's an athletic brand. It's very small, but um, yeah. And the factory is in Fayetteville, which is where I'm from. Shout out to Fayetteville. You know, J. Cole's from there. I don't listen to his music, but apparently that's a big deal. (laughs) I like to say that every time. I'm like, yeah, I'm from where J. Cole's from. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, so she shot for them a lot. And I would go out and, you know, actually get to meet, you know, model. They weren't like any big time models. They were like local people. Mm -hmm. Um, They were good at their job. I'm not trying to job to play them, but, you know, it wasn't like. Right. You know, I don't know models' names. He's basic. Yeah, but, (laughs) you know, whatever. It wasn't like a famous model was there. Um, But around late February and early March 2020, she gave me one of her cameras that uh, she didn't really use anymore. So, you know, it was getting warmer out and I go sit out on the lawn with my friends and go take pictures of them. But um, then, you know, COVID happened. And so they're like, okay, everybody get off campus, uh, go home. (laughs) And that's what I did. Went home, took some self portraits and some pictures of my cat just playing around, learning the settings of my camera Mm -hmm. and then my mom passed away very unexpectedly, um, oh my God. like the end of March. So, um, and so I got all of her camera equipment, which um, I didn't really, really play with at all. Like that whole, you know, like after she had passed away, I mean, I was devastated. I was just trying to like push every day to spend time with my siblings and like, you know, live life, whatever. Uh, then I go back to school in the fall that year which was not a good idea I was not ready but I thought it would be a good idea you know <laughs> trying yeah. to keep going a distraction I uh, guess yeah well I took her cameras with me and I kind of messed around with them a little bit but still not that much um, didn't really know what I was doing yet and then I went back for winter break and then I decided I was not ready to go back to school yet so I took the spring semester off and I spent the whole of last spring and summer just playing with the camera and looking for people around Fayetteville, you know, who wanted to take pictures and I traded them like for their time. I gave them like 10 free pictures, which, mm-hmm. you know, they were bad at the time. So it was like, thank God they were free. Yeah. Um, but just practicing using editing software and posing people and just doing portrait photography and trying to figure out how to build a business off of this since it was something that I really liked to do mm-hmm. was take portraits. And now I- Why do you yeah. like to take portraits? Um, I don't, maybe it's because it's kind of all that I knew because my mom did portrait photography, but I, I enjoy fine arts photography from other people. Mm-hmm. And I try to do some myself just to see if I like it. And I, it doesn't like, I enjoy those pictures of others, but it doesn't really bring me joy to make them myself. Mm-hmm. I like seeing other people happy in the pictures because, you know, they kind of aren't really confident when they come in for a session yeah. and they see the pictures and they're like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like, that makes me really happy. And I think for me, because, um, like, it's kind of a sentimental thing. I'm very archival. Mm. And, you know, I've lost a lot of family members, especially losing my mom. It's like, pictures are so important. So it's like something that's going to last someone a lifetime. And I think that's that's why I like doing portraits, is providing that for someone else. That's beautiful. Yeah. That is a great way to put it. Um, it sounds like it holds a lot of uh, significance, like a connection. Yeah, it definitely does. I... <laughs> It's kind of, um, 
what am I trying to say? Like a weakness though, because <laughs> like there's definitely a con to it being so sentimental to me is because um, I will go to shoots and get so excited for like secondhand and excitement for the other person that I'm like actually shooting and then I start like tearing up and I can't see anything like I can't see if it's in focus or not <laughs> because I'm so excited crying through the yeah, lens I'm just like <laughs> I'm like watering up now like yeah. just getting you guys so excited don't know how good yeah. this yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm so um, talented <laughs> no yeah no. guys my talent is making me cry no no yeah. it's I just get excited for other people um yeah I do the same thing with movies and stuff like I just cry a lot for no reason. I saw Susicle the musical and cried because oh the colors are so pretty. Like, I just... Well, I think that's a great mindset to I, be in now. <laughs> I've not seen such an emotional play as Susicle the musical yeah. myself, but I can imagine. Yeah. I can I, imagine. Um, what kind of camera and editing software do you use? So I use um, my Nikon D750 and... If, um, if you're thinking, wow, it's a really expensive camera, it cost me one mom. So, <laughs> one, one oh mom. Oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, humor, humor to cope, humor to cope. It's yes. Funny. It's funny to me. You can laugh. Guys. <laughs> Don't just stand there in shock. I feel like everyone's face who's going to listen to this is just like, I mean, if oh. that's what it takes to get into the business, I got to, yeah. I got to, you know. sorry, Gloria. Yeah. yeah to my sorry, mom. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah, Nikon D750 uh, with my 24 to 100, was it 24 or 170 millimeter? Whatever. Mm, it's a really nice lens. It's digital. But, uh, yeah, and uh, I use Photoshop. I used to use Lightroom and then Photoshop, but um, thank God for my teacher now. Um, I'm going to give her a shout out because she is public since she has a gallery, so I feel comfortable. Lindsay Mativier, she has a Peel Gallery in Carborough. A little plug. Right? Yeah. yeah. Peel Gallery in Carborough. No, she's been my photography teacher for this year. Uh, she taught me photo one, and I'm in photo two right now, and she's like, we're just going to use Photoshop. She's not anti-Lightroom, but mm -hmm. she's just teaching us how to use Photoshop in like a more efficient way. Is it easier? Yeah, I mean, we use Bridge, and we just look at our... Um, Bridge is like a... It's not an editing software. It's a viewing software. So when you try to look at these um, like high storage files you know it takes them a while to load mm -hmm. um just through the finder app or or what am i trying to say preview like on your mac it mm -hmm. take you know it'll buffer but what what bridge does well I, don't, I could be wrong i'm not like i'm not part of the geek squad i don't know so like <laughs> i i just know how to use it yeah so you put in your sd card just works here yeah, yeah i just work here yeah <laughs> upload it to, you know look at it in bridge and you could select through them and view them much faster and mm -hmm. like rate them and convert them to a different file format and it's so much faster to edit them and view them that way to see which ones you want to like work on mm -hmm. you know so and then photoshop it's just everything that i had taught myself how to do she basically was like no <laughs> oh <okay. laughs> not like not like that's wrong but the way that she showed me it's like you're not wrong but the way i'm about to show you is way more efficient than what you're doing right now so right come yeah. poor child let yeah. me yeah let me show you the truth thank god she saved me so um yeah i mean photoshop Okay. I bought some Photoshop. I actually uninstalled Lightroom from my laptop because I wasn't using it. A it breakup. Too, yeah, I know. A, that's a deep sad right there. It was it was my first love, and things just didn't work out. It's okay. And that's you're moving, okay. On to moving on to a better, better love. Um, so we were speaking a little about you doing uh, portrait photography. Mm -hmm. Can you explain the process of creating a shoot or working with a client? Yeah, so, well, I do sort of two things I do client work and I also do some of like my own creative stuff for my portfolio and um 
just to practice or try new stuff. But if it if it's for a client, they usually find me on Instagram or it's someone I know and they ask me, you know, how much is it? Because that's what's... <laughs> Oh yeah, like, the, you know <laughs> what is it? The what, there's a meme with a gun and a gun, and yeah. like my rate, yeah, something. Um, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's always like I want your work done, but I want to pay for it. No, oh, I've but, got. Um, um, have you gotten this uh, uh, DM before? I'm sure you have. Your work is great. Where someone, um, sometimes a model will be <laughs> will like uh, ask you like, hey, like if you ever want to do this shoot like let me know or something along those yeah. lines and it's like well are you gonna pay yes i have but okay. the, thankfully it's been like it's been for stuff that i haven't done yet and i was mm -hmm. going to look for someone to do it for free oh and just give them a few pictures okay, well, that's so nice. that's but i nice. have had people like what are your rates and then i send it to them and mm -hmm. then they never respond and i'm like oh. you know that's better than asking for a discount so like that's fine but yeah you know, I just, I don't, I don't do. Do you have family members oh, do discount? No, no one gets discounts for me because you do it for one person, everyone wants it. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was one of the things I promised to myself. So my mom is very quiet and reserved mm -hmm. and I'm very not that way. And she would, you know, do stuff for people for free or for a ridiculous discount. And I'm like, mom, what are you? What was her sign? What are you? She was a Taurus. Isn't that crazy? That is weird. Right? They're she very like stubborn. A, well, I have a sister that's a Taurus. She, I think she was stubborn and she wouldn't change her prices. Hmm. Like she wouldn't, you know, she was stubborn as in she wasn't going to change her way of saying no to people, I What's guess. your sign? I'm a Gemini. So I'm... I see, then you lost me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... You're, <laughs> you know, I'm just out there. You're, I mean, good for you. Sticking yeah. up for your race and your prices. Because he was... Okay. Look, whether you're pro-capitalist or anti-capitalist, we all got to agree yes. that capitalism has made us disrespect artists and their prices. Because mm -hmm. the truth of the fact is, whether you agree or disagree with capitalism, whatever, the truth is everything is made quickly, cheaply, mm -hmm. and poorly. It is. And so we can go to a store and get a shirt for like 20 bucks or even cheaper. Mm -hmm. But then when we have someone on Etsy who can't make something, you know, and wants to sell it for $50 cause you know, they, it's their time, fabric and, you know, skill set, mm -hmm. knowledge. Everyone's like, no, that's too expensive. And it's not, I mean, it's expensive, yeah. but it's not overpriced. You're you know what I'm quality. saying? You're paying for quality and yeah. you're paying for, eth what am I trying to say? Ethical, ethics, ethical, oh, the, the ethical, you know, ethically made, ethically, like, you know, uh, like, you're, like made well. Yeah, you're, yeah. So yeah. like you're paying for that good feeling of knowing that this person is getting paid enough to feed themselves. Hopefully, you yeah. Know? Like, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that's that's why I don't. You know, I'm I'm standing up for myself, mm -hmm. and in turn, by standing up for myself, I'm standing up for other artists because it's like you need to respect us and what we do. Yeah. Because if the truth is, if you could do it yourself, you would have, and a you wouldn't have come like to me. To say, you know, a lot like, of people love to say it's just a click of a button. It's yeah, not. It's not. It's a. It's, it's a, a lot it's, of work and time. Baby girl, we yeah. both have acne, and we both don't have a dermatologist. So yeah, like, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> there's a lot of work. That, yeah, and not, not like I'm not trying to say like, oh, my clients need a lot of work, like in yeah. a bad way. I'm just saying like, my you don't want to remember it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like there's nothing wrong with acne. It's real. It's natural. But yeah. if it's not going to be there forever. Why keep it forever in the picture? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I adore unless, this topic. Yeah. I think you might be the first person to bring up yeah. this, um, specifically this mindset with artists mm -hmm. in our, I mean, I can't speak for other countries. I can only ever speak about like my opinion, my mm -hmm. little tiny window of perspective. But um, in America, artists are not viewed as real work. 
no, no workers where yeah, you no. know it's like oh okay you're a photographer or you're a painter or you're a tattoo artist but what do you yeah, it's like you know what it's I mean. Like I just told you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, and it's like it's a it's a trade, it's a skill. No, yeah. just like they made you know shoes back in the old days. Yeah, my fun fact: my dad and my grandfather were cobblers. They didn't make their own shoes, but they repaired them. Oh and, my gosh! Yeah. My grandfather was um, uh, he ran elevators. Mm, he was a pool boy in Havana, Cuba. Wow. So, yeah. Shout out, Owello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to hear from um, our news and sports tab. We'll be right back with Miss Fam over here. Twenty-third year in a row, the University of North Carolina Greensboro Row has begun its Michael Jordan on. As the school was named to the Princeton Review's 387 Best Colleges, it's quite the notable distinction for UNCG as only 14% of the institutions in the nation are named to the list. Our beautiful campus and wonderfully diverse and inclusive student body were among the chief reasons for UNCG's placement on the list. And now it is time to go for 24. This has been Braiding with your news and sports update. Thanks for listening and keep tuning in to WAG 103.1 for news, sports, and music. back in the studio here with I I want I is it Haley fam Hunter Hunter yeah, fam I, I think I'm thinking of someone it's else okay I do have a friend named Haley and everyone always confuses us for some reason um yeah it's everyone Hunter and Haley you know Hunter Haley, and Haley. Haley yeah <laughs> Um, okay, we were just speaking about um, clients, and we were more talking about the negative side about, um, you know, the rates of shooting and everything. But what are some of your positive experiences of, you know, creating a shoot or working with a client? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's always a positive, even if something, you know, air quotes goes wrong <laughs> during a shoot, it's always... It's always such a wonderful experience again because I'm I'm giving them something that's gonna last them forever and that that is fulfilling to me. It's yeah, I made money off of it, but it's what brings me joy in doing this as a job is giving them something that they'll remember forever and be able to look at and see how confident they felt in those pictures or if it's you know with their kid or with their partner or whatever, just mm -hmm. kind of capturing that moment mm -hmm. um, because it, it's. Especially, I'm kind of going to dive off a little bit, but with couple sessions specifically, usually one of the partners is very nervous about being in front of the camera. One of them yeah. has dragged the other into it. And yeah, they're like, oh I my gosh. About that. A lot of times, a lot of my couples, my clients who are couples, like um, whoever, you know, is nervous about, about being in front of the camera, it's not that they don't want to do it. Like, oh man, 
you know, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, whatever, drag yeah. me to come do this. It's just that they're not competent. They're not used to being in front of the camera. Yeah. Um, but I don't really pose couples. I make them do things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I make them interact with each other, and then I just take pictures while they're doing it. So they're very, like, sort of staged candids, which I know is a paradox. Like, it's sort of an oxymoron, but... I mean, but it's the um, truth. Yeah. That's what it so, is. You know, like make them hold hands and as they're walking, sort of try to bump the other person like mm -hmm. out of the way. Yeah. But it actually makes for a very cute picture. So, um, yeah, that's just couple sessions specifically, like a positive I think experience. So yes, positive yeah. experience with that is seeing how they start at the beginning of the shoot, which is one of them is way more excited than the other, or they're both kind of like, ah. mm -hmm. and then during it, they're kind of, I think I get to watch them fall in love again, which sounds really sappy, but it's kind of, they're seeing each other in a different way that I'm sort of forcing them to see. Mm -hmm. And then when they get those pictures back, it's like, oh. And so, you know, I've had a lot of couples who after that, they go and get dinner and they make a whole date out of it and Aww. whatever. So it's, it's really nice. Like it ends up, it starts out being for one person in the relationship usually, mm -hmm. you know, and then, um, and then it ends up being for the both of them and they have a good time and that's just, yeah, yeah. it's just one of the positive experiences of working I with clients. I completely agree with the, the stage candid things because mm -hmm. I, I just did a couple's photo shoot and it is, when I was going back and looking at them, um, when I got the film back, um, fixing some of the lighting and everything, I had I'd done this thing where... Um, I put the camera behind one of their partners so you can sort of see them. Mm -hmm. But really, I just wanted to get what, how, how their partners were looking at each other. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, there's moments where they're laughing, you know, with each other. Moments where I would say something like, you know, think about uh, the last thing you ate with your partner yeah. or, you know, something along those lines. And you get these incredible images where it's not like, like a weird prom photo, right. you know what I yeah, mean? Like it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like it's exactly what you want to have with your partner of it being like natural, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And vibing with each other. So I think couple shoots are also they're some of my favorite. Um, diving more into specifics of shoots, uh, what are some styles you fly to? Because you have a very specific yeah. style, uh, I would say, or edit editorial styles. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. All right. <laughs> Girls got to eat, right? Oh, yeah. So you got to do what's trending. That's just the facts. And I, I find joy in doing the moody style. I mm -hmm. like doing the moody style. But it's a trend. And that's what people want right now. Because pictures aren't just for printing out and showing them to your mom anymore. It's for Instagram. It's for showing off it your is. cup. And, yeah. you know, I like to show off my, my partner, you know. But mm -hmm. not in... It kind of gets superficial. There's a point where it becomes sort of superficial. And that's just the truth. Mm -hmm. And... You gotta capitalize off of that. That's just how it is. You gotta hmm. eat, you know. That so, is true. Um, but I, what are the what are the um, current trending shoes? Because you you said moody, but like define that. So, uh, moody. The way I would describe it is uh, is like the girl boss of editing styles right now. For but like when you think girl mm -hmm. boss, and when you say girl boss, I think of things like. Um, Hey, girly, and oh. <laughs> um, and and you know, yeah. and that type of editing, which I realized still didn't explain it. But okay, the way it is is um, warm. Mm -hmm. It's a little dark. It focuses a lot on browns and oranges, and you kind of lift the shadows a little bit and bring down the highlights. Nothing is really bright, and it's not meant to be clean. A lot of 
um, photographers who specialize in the moody style make it grainy on purpose. Um, I have a big qualm which with that. I I <laughs> can accept if it's like the forces of nature are against you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have some grainy pictures uh, because I had a couple. I love them. They're some of my closest friends. There. Mm -hmm. um, he proposed to her, mm. but didn't tell me he was going to propose to her. So the sun was already setting. Oh. And I know he wanted to be a surprise, but like I wouldn't have told her. So whatever. He was yeah. just nervous and like I don't hold it against him. Yeah. But the sun was setting and I go to edit these photos and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so grainy. I can't bring it up anymore. Oh and so God. I made I made black and white versions of everything. And but you could especially have been hiding those. in a bush or I know, something. Right. And like and not well, I've done I've done a session where I told them it was a couple shoot and mm -hmm. that it was for their anniversary. It was a gift, mm -hmm. but I set them up where he proposed to her. And I knew about it. And she didn't know about it. He obviously was proposing to her, so she knew about the shoot, but she didn't know he was going to propose to her during it. So mm -hmm. like, it's easy to do that, right? But um, it's not so easy to make up fake lighting when the sun is gone. <laughs> Yeah. But, um, not anyway, him taking, so, taking control of the, the yeah, shoot. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> no, he wasn't trying to. He's like, but um, yeah, that's my thing with the graininess. It's like when the forces of nature are against you. And mm -hmm. it's like, if you're trying to recreate a vintage thing. Yeah. Or like, it's just for Instagram to be like, this is part of my feed. Like, it's grainy. That's my style. Like, whatever. But to print yeah. that out, to give that to a client. And at 300 DPI, it's still grainy, mm -hmm. you know, which those of you who don't know, 300 DPI is the highest, that's print quality. Mm -hmm. um, so it should not be that grainy to, you know what I'm trying to say? Because moody is a style and it might not last forever because it's a trend. So it's, here's here's my qualm, especially when you mention graininess, mm -hmm. is that, um, and I would just like to say, this is my simple opinion. <laughs> um, my issue is that I usually, I often see um, photographers, digital photographers editing their photographs to look like film. Mm -hmm. And I think, because you were saying moody and all I think is euphoria, oh, where yeah. all those shoots are done on film. Right. All the photography, all the, the, the show itself is shot on Kodak, I believe. It's really? It's shot I didn't completely know that. on film. Um, there's a part of me as a as a film photographer that's thinking like, to film you know yeah, what I mean right. if this is if this is what it is you know like understand and I understand you know that it can be intimidating or whatever to completely switch you know what I mean yeah. like because sometimes you would have to get like a completely separate camera so I understand economical wise but there's a part of me that's like well if you want to appreciate it not just as a moment or a mood like understand the craft you know what I mean yeah. like learn with film do Porta 400 or you know my favorite is like Kodak Gold and Kodak color you know appreciate it for what it is don't like edit it you know what i mean because yeah, like it takes a lot of work you. and time it does you know? it does and i think that's for people who start with digital photography mm -hmm. you also have to think again like you said about getting a new camera yeah. film is yeah not cheap. i took a film photography class oh, i it spent is, a lot of money the, the price on, of it is rising because of that. euphoria the price right. of it is doubled and, um, yeah. you know sending it off somewhere is you know your film to get developed is you know, not cheap at all either. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, but back to the moody thing about you thinking of euphoria. So I should I should correct myself. Moody, I feel like, is when there's a contrast in ideas happening with light mm. and shadow or colors or something. But the term when you say moody portraits mm -hmm. on Instagram, okay, specifically on Instagram, because I see on Twitter people say post your moody portraits, and it's all kinds of different stuff. Right. But on Instagram, it's 
you know, a lot of what you see of my client work on my Instagram page where it's very warm and, you know, whatever that current style is. And it might be timeless. We don't mm -hmm. know because it's a trend. We won't know until the trend is over or it's never over. But the mm -hmm. graininess, it's it's cute for Instagram and all. But mm -hmm. when you're going back and looking at these pictures, want to show them to your grandkid and they can't see anything on it. It's, yeah. you know, it's just printed out with the graininess on it. That's not going to be any good. I was going to say that's one of the strong suits of digital. Yeah. Is that you can have that because film is very finicky. Right. And it, it'll be grainy or it'll have that more. And that's the reason I like it. But digital a lot of film photographers actually shoot on both mm -hmm. and they usually shoot on digital because it's like it's clear mm -hmm. you know what i mean if something doesn't work out with film then you have that option and i feel like especially you know you are just said you know you're trained with editing right you know what i mean like um yeah no i completely agree i think that like understanding what the the work that the photographer like the strengths of the photographer are right yeah so yeah, I forgot. Oh yeah, <laughs> the styles, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah. what are your, because you were talking about what's popular, but what are some of the stuff that you personally? Right, so I do I do like doing the moody stuff. It mm -hmm. is cute and you know, as you know, it's okay to like basic stuff guys. Just because you're an artist doesn't mean you have to be it's against okay the grain, you know, it's okay. We can be chuggy. We can be chuggy. Yeah. I like Target, but <laughs> anyway, no. So, uh, but for editorial and creative work, I, um, 100% go for vintage fashion all oh, the time. I do. Um, even like, even if it looks new, like even if it doesn't look old, even if it don't add grain to it to make, it's always inspired by, you know, like music or fashion or some show that I watched that had vintage fashion in it. Mm -hmm. um, and even if it's not vintage, I usually just go for clothes anyway. I'm very into clothes and colors and yeah funky stuff and yeah whatever you know quirky girl anyway. <laughs> that's um, real girl. yeah yeah <laughs> so that's it for editorial stuff i go for color funky and, and vintage funky and vintage or just statement pieces like you know mm -hmm. big earrings are like in right now the weird stuff like yeah what else is um fuchsia fuchsia pink is yeah. apparently really big right now yeah pink Pink yeah. is in. Pink, Pink is will in. always be in. Oh, forever. Yeah, forever. Um, I'm going to quick go to commercial, All and right. then we'll be back with Hunter Fam in just a minute. According to a new UN report, the climate change outlook is much worse than originally predicted, which is pretty bad when they originally predicted it would destroy the planet. However, UNCG is taking steps to help save the planet. The UNCG Office of Sustainability welcomes students back to campus this fall. You can help save the planet by reducing waste, conserving water, and saving energy. If you would like to become more involved with the UNCG Office of Sustainability, you may attend a UNCG Green Student Group meeting, volunteer with the office, or work on a sustainability project for one of your classes. More information is available through the Office of Sustainability's website, on Facebook at UNCG Office of Sustainability, and on Twitter at Sustainable UNCG.
It's not easy being a veteran. Coming back from Iraq or Afghanistan, I had been so excited to come home. But it's harder than I thought. Join us at communityofveterans.org and connect to others who are going through the same thing. Brought to you by Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America and the Ad Council. W-U-A-G. Greensboro. W-U-A-G. Greensboro. Greensboro, 103.1 FM. All right, we are here back in the studio with Hunter Pham here on WHE 103. Hunter, we're going to get into the nitty gritty. All right, let's do it. Um, Hold up. Get everything on. So business side business side of photography and of advertising what has that been for you okay well you know when you're a small business and by business it's yourself um you know you are your pr your you know social media manager it's tiring because um you know i'm a full-time student and i also work like a wage job yeah yeah so do I. um <laughs> I'm trying to build my photography business. I'm trying to stay relevant on social media so people will see my photography business. Trying to pay them bills. Trying to pay them bills. Yeah. It's a, the hashtags, because there's a whole thing with the hashtags. You know, you want to use some big ones, some small ones, some, you know, whatever. And you can't, you have to have a cycle of which hashtags you use for each post. You can't just use the same ones for each one. Apparently that's, you know, what I've heard from other content creators on, Mm. you know, when I do my research about that stuff. But it's just you got to just constantly push out content and just hope that it gets views and then hope that that content is so amazing that someone goes oh my gosh this is interesting i'm gonna follow this person yeah because you know you scroll through tiktok or through reels and you like 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 all these videos but how many of those people do you actually click on their account and follow you know i know on tiktok i'll go through so many times of seeing the same creator on my for you page and finally, I'll follow them. I don't know why I don't just follow them in the first place, but I just don't think to do it. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. And I feel like other people probably feel the same way. Um, and I I love sharing my work, but you can't just show your work and hope someone will see it. You have to use it to your advantage, which is, you know, like with Instagram, they're so desperate to get more users in TikTok. Or, I mean, I don't know what the actual demographic is, mm-hmm. the numbers, but I know that they are concerned <laughs> about TikTok taking over. Um, and so I think that's why uh, my reels have been, you know, getting 2,000 views, which, you know, it's not a lot, but it's a lot for me. I have an account that has like 400 followers. Yeah. So, um, you know, getting 200 likes within 10 minutes or something like that. Like, that's a big deal because they just flood in. Mm -hmm. But I think it's because Instagram is just pushing it out and stuff. Whereas, you know, with TikTok, it's completely oversaturated and you're just making stuff consistently because you're supposed to post consistently. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, it's been months since my last video got like 50K views. And yeah. ever since then, it's been like 30. And it I'm sounds, like, all right. That sounds exhausting. Yeah. And like so you're just, just describing all of that. That sounds, you know, I mean, I'm t- physically tired. And the thing is, is I don't have time. I don't do my makeup every single day. And it's not like mm-hmm. I need to have makeup on on social media, but, you know, it's preferred. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it helps. Um, it yeah. helps um, because 
it's not necessarily that I'm insecure about certain things. It's mm-hmm. more so that I don't want that to be a distraction. And like that, I feel like sometimes it's a distraction. I mean, I'll say um, it. I'm insecure but, about certain yeah, I mean, I would so, love to present my best face forward. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah. And so also it's just nice to add a little sauce, you know? Like, yeah. we're, all, we're all pretty, <laughs> but like chicken nuggets are good, but you gotta add Yeah, sauce. but if you add gold glitter eyeshadow to right. chicken nuggets, or the you appeal know, sky, there you go. Like, Exactly, it's just honey mustard. Anyway, um, but the thing, the other thing that's tiring about it is that Instagram is not casual anymore, which is actually great for businesses. It is. Yeah. But here's the thing: is I got to pretend to be a girl boss, and I'm so <laughs> I'm so anti girl boss. But I just got to put on my little hey girly attitude and hey queens, because hey queen, you know, like and You've done it again. You, booking a shoot, yeah, booking a shoot, you know, constantly raising the bar, right? Yeah, and. But this persona that I got to put on Instagram because that's what sells, sells and I feel like it's cringy, but I'm also, I'm like, I'm in my cringe cute era and who's making money? <laughs> it's me. I yeah. Money. yeah. Not a lot, but you're making zero. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? That's true. Um, and it's just like, I got to sell this girl boss, you know, I got a girl boss so freaking close to the sun and just, you know, just. It, you know, I think it's cringy, but then I scroll through reels because you have to you have to engage with accounts in order to have en- accounts engage with you. Like that's right. how it works on Instagram. Um, and I'll see it, and I'm like, hey, it's what everybody else is doing, and they're getting likes and views. They're seeming to be making good business. So I mean, let's do it. Like that's just how it is. But I don't want people to think that, you know, that I'm, whoops, that I'm girl boss. But that's what my that's I feel like that's what my TikTok's for. It's because it's a mix of me not wearing makeup on TikTok and. Yeah. You know, lip syncing to the Steve Harvey uh, sound that's that's out right now, Lord. <laughs> which I can't even repeat. But um, <laughs> or you know, whatever. And then also a mix of like my you know girl boss videos. But it's just that's what sells on Instagram. You've mentioned girl boss quite a bit, and for the just the average viewer that's listening okay. and might yeah. not quite understand the term, why do you um, why do you specifically uh, think of the term in negative terms? Okay. Um, Mainly because girl bosses usually, girl bosses are usually the people that you went to high school with, mm-hmm. um, and they might not have been very nice to you. And then a couple years out of graduation, and like, hey, girly, right? Want to try these leggings? <laughs> if you start think, selling these leggings, then you'll I think make you money. Might have and a, your qualm you know? might be with triangle schemes. Yeah, my qualm <laughs> might be with triangle schemes. But that's how girl boss came about. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, I'm a girl boss and whatever. And also, it's it's part of my sort of dilemma with like this hyper capitalism like feel mm-hmm. of like I gotta go 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 all the time because it's you know. Again, whether you agree or you, whether you're pro-capitalism or anti-capitalism, like you can see that there are f- faults within capitalism and mm-hmm. within a lot of things. But you know, specifically, we're talking about capitalism. It's it's just what I feel about girl boss is like it's like ignoring those faults and covering it with this feminist thing. The same way that you have these people that claim to be leftist, but all they did is put their pronouns in the bottom of their email signature. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are you actually doing though? It's like right. it's good to have your pronouns there. Like, there's a reason why we do that too be a good ally to trans people and protect them as well you know so that people don't just assume that if you have those pronouns there that you are trans and then you know there are crazy people who do crazy stuff just because of that but i've seen my that. my thing with girl boss is that i feel like 
instead of addressing the problems in capitalism, it's just covering it with like, okay, but I'm a girl being a CEO instead of like a man being a CEO. And it's like, okay, well, there's, right. of, you know, it's, but that's, it's still, that's what I'm trying to say. So, but the woman is still not making changes, changes or anything, or anything yeah. ethnic, it's, ethically. Um, it's just the same, except that she's a right. woman and often it's, it's, Usually people in these positions are white women. Right, exactly. So, That's yeah. my thing with yeah, the yeah, yeah. It's usually like white women, you know, conning people or their money or like whatever. And it's just in that, that I feel like that's how the term started. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not Urban Dictionary. So yeah. like, I don't know. I could be wrong. But from my memory, um, that's where that started. And it definitely has evolved to just anyone trying to like have their own business and like put themselves out there and have the super kind of fake persona of like mm -hmm. hey I loved doing this and it's like it's not fake for me but it's mm -hmm. having all that type of blog like feel for my captions yeah when I first started doing it I felt kind of weird because I don't want people to feel like it's fake because so many people do it and it seems a bit much like all the exclamation points but it's like what else are you going to do you know I want to yeah. talk about the experience of having the shoot because I want people to know mm -hmm. how it feels to like have a session with me I think there has to be a way of you know, and I think you're you're trying to ride that fine line of right. trying to be genuine and real and just honestly promote your business right. and trying to follow the patterns. Right. You know what I mean? And it's and my thing with Girl Boss, again, is that it's it's changed. It's not like only for people who are like trying to sell these hair products or like whatever that are gonna make your hair fall out. Yeah. But um it's just I think it's just become a persona mm -hmm. now of like, hey, check out my stuff, whatever. And that's fine, there's really nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't want people to see my stuff and think I am like actual girl boss. Actual girl you boss. You know, like, You're a girl yeah. who's trying to be a boss. Right. Very different thing. Yeah. Um, transitioning into that, um, we spoke a tiny bit about it, but I want you to specify a little bit more the limitations and advantages of advertising your business. Yeah. I advantages is you know people see your stuff yeah it's great limitations yeah. is people don't see your stuff <laughs> <laughs> well i was gonna uh, like um is it tiring I, it, I mean it is like you know you gotta, trying to you i didn't figure out until recently which you you know for those of you are listening you're probably like duh that's a like why didn't you think of that sooner i didn't think to batch make content mm -hmm. you know um do you like the term content creator yeah Okay. I think I think it's a little weird mm -hmm. sometimes when I think about it because I have another account where I'm just doing a little experiment to see if I could be a content creator, like get paid to be on social media. Yeah. But don't you think it's nice. a little like, um, what's the word? Like not post-apocalyptic, <laughs> but okay, we'll just say post-apocalyptic. We'll okay. just say what's okay. what's the word I'm trying to say? Like in all those futuristic movies where it's like it's it's like pre-apocalyptic. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, where it's like these people that are celebrities, I guess kind of like the Hunger Games where they're like sponsors and like, you know, there's these people that people worship on the Internet. Yeah. And they're just making content and it might not even be them. There are people who hire people to do that for them. Like they just take these videos and then the people that they hire, the people making the captions and posting and interacting with people. Mm -hmm. Isn't that weird to you? It's like it's not well, I think real. The whole system is super bizarre. Yeah. I think that the. I think so much of it is well. First of all, I would like to say that all social media is a performance. Mine, oh, definitely, mine included. Yeah, you have to, you know, you have to be engaging mm -hmm. or to, in order to be, and that's not even just for business. That's literally for everybody. Yeah, you know what I mean. Trying to show your highlight reel or whatever. 
But I do think that when you when you cross over into business, into social media, I think it's it's really scary. I think they pit you against other people constantly. Yeah. They're always showing you, you know, um, graphs and statistics of what did well, what didn't do well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, what you need to follow, what, what new um, outrageously, you know, um, human atrocity you need to now voice for 30 seconds you know what i mean like uh uh i'm gonna i'm not gonna say anything specific uh, you know but right. theoretically like oh go save the the hungry children or you know care about the dolphins or something yeah, along yeah. those lines that you spout for three seconds you know what i mean or if there's like a serious movement where people have been dedicating their lives it's like it's this performative liberalism, this performative feminism that you performative were performative activism. Yeah, yeah, that you were definitely speaking about, and it and it creeps into like uh, benefit and profit. Yeah, which I think funnels into capitalism. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that there's, and I try. I've made it my my goal, especially after the summer of 2020. I mean, I um, if I don't specifically know about like an issue, you know what I mean? Um, I won't voice my opinion yeah I you know what and i mean i i've had issues in the past um and i feel very we're kind of going off topic but that's okay um like i feel bad not using my platform to talk sometimes because yeah. there are lots of things i'm very very passionate about and i will throw down at the dinner table you know <laughs> but the thing is I shared some stuff on my private account, like mm -hmm. to my story, a feminist post. And it was just like, you know, women aren't okay with body hair. Mm. I had someone lose their mind over that. I don't know how they followed my account because I had a private account. So like I see all of who, I think Instagram glitched one time and just, you know, let this person follow me for no reason. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. um, and they they were like, can you stop posting feminist crap? Mm. All lives matter. And I was like, whoa, how do we... <laughs> <laughs> we get to that right I was like, I was like you know it's like what right two plus hair. two like, equals um, yeah two plus know, two equals five. all lives matter yeah yes. literally <laughs> um which it it's anyway it escalated very quickly getting sort of like harassed the definition the of social media things escalating right. for no reason but it's like and it's i feel kind of privileged in saying like to protect myself if it's a, you know, I am a woman of color, so there is some adversity that I face, but it's different from the adversity that black people face or that, right. you know, another minority faces. Um, but right now, a lot of what everyone's talking about is how black people are affected because, uh, let's be real, they've been affected the most by white people here. Cause mm -hmm. you know, like not to make it like a contest or anything, but it's, well, you know, and indigenous people, sorry. Didn't mean, like it no, definitely, you're good, you're good. speak to your, but, um, speak your piece. But, uh, Anyway, when it it feels privileged to say to protect myself. I mean, but when also there are people you have, who are you have a right to right. I mean, definitely acknowledge you know. But as a because we're all connecting this to artistry, right? Right. You know what I mean? And content create because it all does come back into play. Because mm -hmm. again, you know, we are talking about advertising and Instagram, and these are the the negative things. But like at the same time, you do experience you know your own form. Right. of discrimination or people coming at you or whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, it was crazy. They were, like, just saying all kinds of nonsense, messaging me, messaging my, you know, my people were trying to, like, my friends were trying to message these accounts and, like, say, like, you need to stop. They, mm -hmm. you know, said all kinds of crazy stuff to them. And I was, like, scared, you know. I was like, man, I have family. Like, I don't yeah. want these people to actually be crazy. And, um, 
you know, uh, it was just like, just because of something harmless, like it wasn't even about Black Lives Matter, it wasn't even about George Floyd, it wasn't about, you know, anything that people get so up in arms about, not in a supportive way, right, you know, right. like not the way that they should be up in arms about, but, you know, like, it was like about body hair, something, something just Literally, stupid, trivial, like, just, just trivial. trivial. And That's something that they just lost their mind. And I was concerned genuinely for my safety. And so it's like, to, that was on my private account. Yeah. So that's kind of why I'm wary to post things mm -hmm. on you know, my photography page or my you know little content creator page yeah. or like whatever. And it's I feel kind of bad again because it's like there are people who are still speaking on it who are actually a part of that marginalized group of people. Mm -hmm. And it's what are they risking, you mm -hmm. know? So it's, I, it's just kind of like a strange line. I'm... I mainly just post like my social views on my very private Instagram to right. people who I have sorted out and made sure that anyone who I've not seen their face in like a while, they don't even follow me anymore. So mm -hmm. just because of what happened that time, but it's just, so I'm still kind of spreading awareness, but yeah, you know, like, and I still talk about these things like in conversation with other people. I meet people, they say something, I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm like I'm like no like let's talk about this so yeah. you know I, I feel like I'm still I'm trying to do my think, part and also stay safe at the same time I think that's safe. that's great yeah that's a great perspective to have you know as an artist as a content creator specifically mm -hmm. I think um you I could be wrong so if I'm wrong out there other people have been on this air please correct me I think you might be one of the more engaged in the TikTok Mm -hmm. and Instagram Reel as far as creating your business. So it's great to hear, you know, your take on what is it like to this sort of exchange of, you know, what is the current issue? You know what I mean? What is my place to say as someone with a platform? It's important. You yeah. know what I mean? And I agree. It's safety above all else. And for me specifically, I try to, if I can't explain it in a TED Talk. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I'll try to educate myself on stuff, but I, I, I don't like uh, the performative aspect. Of social no, media. yeah, and that's the thing is, I don't ever want to come across as performative, right? Ever, and so that's part of why I kind of bite my tongue on my public platforms. Mm -hmm. And also, again, it's like, but I'm also supposed to be setting an example. Mm -hmm. I feel like, as an activist, as someone who cares about these things, like right. I'm supposed to be setting an example of not being silent. Um, but it's also I'm just kind of at a place where I'm still scared <laughs> of like what and that can is happen absolutely to me, cool. But, that is absolutely um, good. But yeah, so um, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Something back to the oh influencer. Yeah. The word and how we we're talking about it's kind of like weird and post apocalyptic. It's post-apocalyptic. when you think about the word influencer, not content creator, have you noticed how they like, shifted from the word influencer to content creator, digital creator? Because when you think about influencer, <sighs> content what does that creator, mean? you know, influence. You influence someone. It's and they're doing it subtly because not every TikTok of an influencer mm -hmm. who has all those views, who is in partnership with brands who are trying to get you to use this makeup product or this, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always say ad they're just using the makeup and it's like they are sort of brainwashing you in a way like you're seeing this content creator and in, literally influence you to buy this thing that's yeah. so weird to me it kind of i'm like Ooh, but yeah. i guess that's that's like with any ad i guess with any celebrity and you yeah. see them in a commercial for like adidas or something like mm -hmm. you know it's it's really not that serious but it also kind of freaks me out a little bit because they're not as famous as like movie celebrities or like you know whatever well, they, other i don't think people, they have to like, pay it's it's sort of like a, a labor thing like yeah. a, like you don't have to pay you know you could have someone who has an incredibly 
crazy amount of followers and pay them to just oh you know speak on dry shampoo you yeah, know what yeah. i mean and get get your your bag right. as they say um but it is i i completely agree i think that you know get your bag do what you will yeah. But it is kind of weird and yeah. kind of crazy it's and post-apocalyptic. Like, the system, man. You know, the like system. the system trying yeah. to subtly brainwash yeah. us into TikTok. No, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Like through social media, but they've been they've been on that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Um, quick word from our sponsors. Let's hear from Reconsider Goods. Oh, Hold on, I'm place. literally. Oh, I know. I love them. Um, this message is brought to you by WHE one hundred three point one FM. Reconsider Goods is a nonprofit that takes donated materials from manufacturers and individuals. Instead of letting these items and materials into landfills, they are put into the hands of artists, makers, teachers, and kids to create something new. Their locations include a retail store, workshop space, maker's lab, and community room for artists to meet and create. They help create a world where nothing is used once and thrown away, but instead reused again and again. To learn more about Reconsider Goods, check out their locations. And to check out their locations, check out www.reconsideredsgood.org. Alrighty, we are going to pivot from this right. hot topic. All right, yeah. <laughs> um, what are some of your favorite shoots or concepts that you've created? Oh man, my favorite one right now is my red dress at the abandoned house mm. photos. They're self portraits that oh, I wait. Took you have out. gloves. Yeah, the gloves. Yeah, 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 the hat. So uh, the hat and the gloves are actually from Reconsider Goods. Shout out to them. Shout out. They have. I was gonna say they've taken a lot of my money, but everything's so cheap there. It's they haven't. Yeah, I've just bought a lot of stuff for like it's taking, basically taking zero your dollars. Change. Yeah, yeah. Taking, taking my pocket change. Yeah, um, yeah, great for artists if you. Yeah, just great for everyone, but specifically artists. If you need some cheap supplies to try something new, head mm -hmm. on over there. This is not. I'm not sponsored by them, but it should be. <laughs> I love them anyway. So, um, yeah. So that is, there's an abandoned house up the road and I, uh, one of my classmates, my photography class found it and did some film pictures and showed us and we were like, oh my gosh, where is this? And so mm -hmm. I went with one of my other friends there and we did some self-portraits. It was the first, first pictures that I've taken where I was like, I'm so proud of this. I've been proud of my pictures before. Mm -hmm. I definitely am proud of my work, but it was something different that wasn't part of, you know, the trendy moody style or like whatever. It was different and I didn't try to make it warm. I always have a tendency to make all my photos warm. Mm -hmm. um, but I, well, some of them are warm, but <laughs> anyway, it was different and it was sort of like more of a fine arts mm -hmm. portrait Just rather than you a wanted commercial. to do. Right. Yeah. And I, it kind of looked like it was on film. Sorry. <laughs> but like, you know, um, I wasn't trying to make it look that way, but it, yeah. it ended up kind of looking that way. And that was cool. I'm really proud of that. The whole, um, this kind of goes into something else about what I'm working on right now, but it was part of my, my long term photography project, which is um, going to be a sort of, magazine um fashion magazine of wow yeah that i'm making yeah. for myself. not like an actual like recurring publishing but, still, but yeah that's what that I'm is making. still a big feat so yeah, yeah. um of and, and the original concept was with sustain with um what am i trying to say recycle clothing so whether it was thrifted or hand-me-downs or whatever mm -hmm. or the fabric was used and i made something out of it um that was what was going to be in there well <laughs> the truth is it's only a semester, so that's a lot to do, and it's a pretty small niche. 
okay. to do in one semester. So I'm broadening it to local artists who do fashion, make clothes and whatever, um, mm-hmm. and trying to kind of like collaborating with them. Um, so it's going to be just sustainable clothing and it's going to be in a couple, you know, infographics or whatever about landfills and about talking about Shein or wow. however you say, like, I'm very... And you, this is, this is yeah. completely you, like your project? Yeah, this is, wow. I'm making this for my final project because the final project was like, basically choose whatever you want to do. You just need to make a proposal and show it to the teacher and mm-hmm. get it approved or whatever. So anyway, um, yeah, so fun fact about those photos is that they're for that project. The dress is an Anne Klein dress from Goodwill. $5 dress. So Anne Klein. Anne Klein is, let me look up. Maybe they in like, my head it's expensive. But is it I like, like uh, actually expensive. what is it called? A designer? Saxon. Saxon? What are you trying to say? Is it Good Saxon? It's that Laura, Laura Saxon, no. Well, here's what I'm gonna say. I'm looking at when I pull up Anne Klein. There's a pair of pants that show up on Google, and they're eighty dollars. So I can only guess what the um, dress probably costs. It's probably not. There's a hundred dollar little cardigan thing happening. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much the dress actually costs, um, but it cost me five dollars, and it could be fake. I don't know, but whatever. And um, I also. I didn't wear that necklace in it, but I was going to, and I, I chose not to. It's like this beautiful statement piece of like these red sphere things. It's a <sighs> necklace. It's oh crazy looking. It's awesome. And I found that at Reconsider Goods Ooh. for a dollar. It's Kate Spade. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. No, she's a, she's fancy. She's, Miss yeah. Kate. Kate. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the gloves were from Reconsider Goods. The hat was from Reconsider Goods. Mm-hmm. The sunglasses were from a thrift store and the shoes were Timberland's that I found for $8 at a thrift store or consignment shop or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Okay, super cute, super happy I found those. Those things tore skin off of my toes. I was like, I would never... <laughs> was it just because they were, were they too, too um, I tiny? I don't know, but I'm just going to say someone probably donated those for a reason. Yeah. So they were my size, I don't know. And I Anyway. It's acidic. acidic um, yeah, just... That was the point of all that was that everything was used in okay. that photo. Um, everything secondhand, nothing was bought new. Um, but yeah, so. Um, and what are your your specific influences for like style? Style, music, music. I wanted. To, I thought I wanted to be a musician, um, like long term when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. I I played cello for six years. I play okay. a little bit of piano. Little bit of trumpet, classical, well, queen. But, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, little bit of guitar. When I say guitar, I mean like I can feel like five chords. Okay, and that's like still the beginning of Stairway to Heaven. So, yeah. <laughs> like you're basically I can play Seven Nation Army on the bass, but who can't play the bass? You know, so you're basically a rock star. In my <laughs> eyes. Essentially, I think yeah. I, sometimes I feel like I, you know, if reincarnation is real, then I am a, like a washed up rock star, <gasps> like reincarnate. Because that's what you be. Which which rock star are you? <gasps> I don't think it's any specific one. I think it's one from like in the 70s mm-hmm. you know I get that who really looked up to Aerosmith and really looked up to like really liked classic rock but also really liked disco mm. I don't know someone who really looked up to ABBA oh 
Well, I mean, and ABBA. Also, yeah. ABBA. But, they, but the thing Gorgeous. is, it's like they have really great stage presence, but they can't sing. Because that's basically how I, how I feel. Good stage presence. I sing in the mirror a lot. I guess I could be um, a singer. Then. Yeah. Do okay. some disco. We could do a girl band. Yes. That would be cool. I can't it. play anything, so I guess I'll just look. We'll just pretend to. Look pretty. That's yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I grew up listening to everything. My dad was super into music. Um, and my earliest memories of music is Motown. Um, oh my God. And then, you know, doo-wop and then disco and then classic rock. So it started yeah. out with all the old stuff. My dad listened to a lot of hip hop, rap and R&B as well. And so, you know, but like old stuff like Biggie and Tupac and Run oh, DMC right. and Beastie Boys, you know, oh. like whatever. So I, um, I love the Beastie Boys. Yeah. So that, you know, seeing all those music videos, seeing all the album, the vinyl covers and stuff, you know, the, cost the fashion is amazing yeah you know it's it's I'm, I'm very my closet is very eclectic because i listen to everything and my clothes are infu- influenced by the music i listen to and what are what are you listening you to know, right now what am i listening to right now um doja cat always <sighs> i love yes. her but it has nothing to do with my fashion i just i mean like it does but um confidence with my confidence yeah, yeah i yeah. love doja cat um and uh poppy's uh Flux album right next. I'm gonna go see her uh, in like May. Um, but I've really uh, oh, an old like old like late sixties like groovy stuff mm. because it kind of gives me like a little that little like groove beat that always has. Like gives me a little you yeah, know, a little confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, but I, it's hard for me to say what I've been listening to recently because what I've really been listening to the most is. Uh, <laughs> all the rough drafts and stuff of my boyfriend's music because he raps with his roommate and so they're about to but it's like actually good I was, I was i was worried because my boyfriend's white so when he um, oh and i didn't want him to be like going i didn't want him to be like you know that white soundcloud rapper that's right actually is he? bad is he no he's not a soundcloud rapper no is he bad no he's not bad okay yeah I just want no, to cover so, all the bases so, here no 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 um so i by the time I finally heard his music, we were kind of like deep into the relationship. We've been dating for like a year, so we were right. a few months in. Too late and, to go uh, back. Because if too late to go, <laughs> I have to ask you if he told you right off the back. Yeah, he said, um, "Hunter, as no. a white man, I rap." And I'm <laughs> <laughs> nothing was yes. wrong with white rappers, but I feel yes. like it's always well, cautionary. No, but like, <laughs> the, I think there's the the white SoundCloud rapper does usually live up to expectations right. of the bias. Right, that's the thing. It's yeah. like, because the reputation is bad. It is. So yeah. when he first sent me a file, and was like, oh, what do you think of this? And I was like holding my breath. I was like, oh my God, if yeah. my boyfriend is one of these really bad, like, what am I going to do? Like, I have to be honest with him because here's the thing is we're partners. We're not boyfriend right. girl. We're partners and we're always honest with each other about our art and get constructive criticism, whatever. So, but I'm like, if I have to give like just straight up criticism yeah. and <laughs> then Shock, I don't know what dude. I'm going to, yeah, yeah. So just stop now while you're ahead. Yeah. Get rid of all your thousands of dollars of equipment, you know, oh like, gosh, yeah. um, but uh, so what I'm trying to say is I listened to it and I was like, oh my God, really? For real? Mm-hmm. I was like, let me just say this. When I heard his voice on recording for the first time, I was way more attracted to him than, than I already was. That's okay. all I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna put that out there. But anyway, so, um, <laughs> sorry, Dad. Uh, but no, so we encourage each other a lot with our art. So he, I work with um, one of our friends who's also like his cousin and we both do graphic design stuff. So we've been working on the album art for what they're uh, about to release mm-hmm. soon. They're gonna release an EP, but 
Um, so what I've been listening to is basically all the drafts of all our stuff and the new stuff for the future and, mm. you know, whatever else uh, work and works in progress and stuff like that. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I love those guys. influences. Yeah. <laughs> I love the artist companionship. Yeah, artist um, couple, guys. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, how has the experience of being an independent artist and North Carolina been for you. You, we briefly spoke. Yeah, well, before the show about you actually loving Greensboro. Yeah, yeah. Because guys, I'm from Fable. Nothing wrong with Fable. Right. Um, but Greensboro is like way more hip than Fable is, and Greensboro is really just another Fable but bigger. Right. <laughs> you know, to me, more of a creative but, scene. But there are more creatives here that I've noticed. Um, I feel like there are all more musicians in Fayetteville. Not more than Greensboro, but I'm just saying in Fayetteville, I feel like there are more musicians than there are visual artists. Mm-hmm. Um, we're here, there's a lot of both. Um, but in North Carolina as a whole, it's been, as an independent artist, a lot better than what I thought it would be. Um, again, thanks to social media. Like, it's there are parts of it that I hate, but it's without it, how would I be advertising myself? It's like printing business cards and handing them out to everybody and just praying to God that they don't fall on the ground somewhere. Like yep. they don't just like crumble <laughs> them up and put it in their pocket. No, no one yeah. cares about your freaking business card. Like no one cares. I gotta, I gotta tell my friend that yeah. my job, so. he's handing out business cards. Hey, <laughs> sorry. I'm going to have to make up a name. Sorry, right. Richard. Richard, get i saw this get advertisement for like a dot card or whatever a dot card so it's like you put all your uh your I mean, there's different kinds of it but this brand specifically was called dot or whatever and mm-hmm. uh you put all your contact info on it like your website or whatever and it's a digital it's like a it's a physical card but it digitally transfers it basically is airdropping oh okay stuff but to all phones is mm-hmm. my understanding instead of you handing a physical business card so it hands them a digital business i would card. feel attacked yeah i would feel like abrasive you know yeah. what i mean instead of coming upon a i will say that i do and i'd love to get your opinion about this i do fight between the the business side of instagram and tiktok mm-hmm. and there's a part of me you know that high horse part of me that is like you know you don't what I mean? Like, do the business side of it? No, it's just like I don't want to um, follow the trends, you know, of TikTok, yeah. and which is like absolutely saying nothing wrong with it. I just I like I get tired, you know what I mean? Oh, it is tiring. Um, just like uh, I don't know, advertising my business uh, that way. But then again, you know, you're absolutely right in the sense of like, how else are you going to do it? Yeah, like that's the way that it is. That's the way that it is now, and it's yeah. awesome. It's tiring, it's a lot of work, but it's like amazing because you're not just going to the people that you can walk or drive to. Yeah. And just hoping that, you know, they have a spare three hundred dollars for a photo shoot or have a need for a photo shoot. Right. You know? Yeah. Like or care, you know, because not everybody it's it's not that they disrespect your art, but they don't care. They don't they don't value high quality photos. They just want a picture of the moment. And yeah. someone can do that with their iPhone. And that's okay if that's what they want. Mm-hmm. But the thing is is with with social media you don't have to worry about you're essentially putting a digital flyer out there for yourself Mm -hmm. you know and like people can find you and oh my gosh like i want to see this person i want them to do my photos Mm -hmm. of this and the downside of that is maybe this person lives in like california or something yeah you know and it's like well are you gonna pay for my flight yeah i would love to go check out california i feel like you got a lot of vegan options out there i don't know (laughs) um there's a i believe there's um 
there's a film photographer actually i think that goes back and forth to la and uh like charlotte and That's to me crazy. she is the creme de la creme like she yeah. is my my goal times 100 you know yeah. what i mean it's just honestly to travel yeah. That's my goal. Like, I don't really care about making a lot, but like making enough money where I could travel to do yeah, art. That's how I feel as well. Yeah. Um, which just kind of goes to the the question about yeah, you know, like my my role models mm-hmm. that you had, and and the answer to that. I hope you don't mind me going ahead. And oh no, go ahead. That. Go but, ahead. Uh, my answer to that is my teachers here, like mm-hmm. you know, my art instructors specifically, because they show me that you can be an artist and be happy with your life. A lot of people are like, "Well, you're not going to make any money. You're not going to be happy." And it's like. I didn't have a lot of money to start with. We're starting I'm happy now. And yeah. I know the real life is that, you know, you're going to have nice bills, thing. you're going to have taxes, you're going to have this, and you, you are going to be stressed out about it. But guess what? Yeah. We live in a society. <laughs> like, you know, like, that's the truth of the fact is we live in a capitalist society. Like, again, like, not promoting any sort of, like, whatever mindset. Mm-hmm. But here's the truth is that it's the sort of strap you up, you know, you're supposed to grab yeah what am i trying to say like grab yourself by the bootstraps or whatever you know like yeah. lift yourself up and get but it's like i don't need to be rich would it be awesome yeah whatever Absolutely. but it's like i've not been rich my whole life and i've been fine See, i can't that eat. is exactly I just how eat. i feel i just, <laughs> like, I just want to pay my rent um so two things to that because i love that you brought this up um and we'll cycle back to the rest of the questions uh but basically the the good side about being an artist that comes from poverty is that like things can't get worse yeah it's i mean i definitely <laughs> like have, you know my parents were middle class i don't want to try to pretend like i okay for me i was you know, dirt poor well so. <laughs> yeah i don't want to pretend like you know it's how some artists try to pretend like they came from nothing I so I, I don't want to put that yeah. on i mean my parents were never rich and we were i think there was a point where you know we were slightly lower middle class like probably around 2008 when everyone was like lower middle yeah, class. yeah but um yeah so but um, there were times where like my parents have had to like make ends meet, but mm-hmm. they always fed us. And, and anyway, my point is that, like, for anyone who hasn't been privileged enough to have everything, yeah, you don't care. It's like whatever. It's like this is better than how it was before, and I'm happy. It's I'm not gonna keep overworking myself because that's what the system wants. You know, like yeah. you know, overwork yourself and like whatever. It's like, are you gonna pay me more, or are you just yeah. gonna keep telling me to keep working for the same way? It's like no, the I'm other, gonna do what makes me happy. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. Like you don't have that pressure or whatever. But um, I will say that there is sort of the downside is that you see other artists that do come from money, right, and, and that, have access to all those things. Those uh the roles of film the maybe the editing software maybe you know or it doesn't even have to be photography that's the thing that i talk about with one of my other friends a lot is that it's you know you don't want someone to have to go through what you went through no whatever it's not not, i'm not saying we should all have to have face adversity or something like that yeah i'm that's great your parents can pay for your college 100 percent and your books and they don't make you get a job and like yeah like whatever and it's not that my you know parents could not pay for that shit, but stuff, but they yeah. could, um, um, I didn't say it fully, so pay for that stuff. Or I made it like an hour and didn't say anything. So, um, but, um, pay for that stuff. But it's, you know, I like to feel like, you know, I'm 20 years old. I'm going to have to be pretty independent pretty soon. So yeah. I pay for my own supplies for school. My dad helps me with my tuition. I pay for my own groceries. I pay for my gas to travel back and forth. I, you know, pay to eat. Like that's my social stuff that I want to do. Mm-hmm. That's on me my spotify <laughs> like whatever like you know and uh which is you know other people are probably like yeah whatever i pay for my rent and everything else and i'm like okay well i live on campus so yeah <laughs> like, um, 
<laughs> no, but it's back to the point is that's great that other people have parents who can and will provide that much money for them. But it, what bothers me is when they don't recognize the privilege that they have. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's like recognize it, you know, and own it and use it for good. And what is frustrating, but it, there's nothing really wrong with it, is people who start out with that much money. Because here's the thing is it's not free to have a website. I'm building one right now for my my mm. stuff and it's not free. It's, it isn't. It's, you yeah. have to pay a monthly fee. Mm -hmm. And based on how good you want your website to look you're gonna have to pay more because there's different platforms and some are better than the others and the better ones cost more money so yeah you know like it's that's what's frustrating seeing people when they first start their business they automatically have a website it's like who's paying for this because i've seen people I think who about like that all the time i've never yeah. seen and it's who's paying for this maybe they don't maybe they don't post it on social media but i've never seen you talk about working your wage job or like whatever and again it's like i can't even hold it it's like do i even have a right to be angry about that because Listen, it's, it just let, means let me, that let me step up for a second yeah. to the base um there's a part of me that whenever i say like um oh yeah they have the absolute mm -hmm. right to not face adversity and then it's probably like, no they don't yeah. like it's like like honestly it it is frustrating you know what i mean to have to do mathematical gymnastics in my head of okay how am i going to pay my rent and pay my car payment and get this roll of film that is number now three hundred dollars more you know right. what i mean like and seeing someone else uh pump out work you know what i mean and it, it doesn't really matter if it's you know what my exact thing but like seeing them be able to pump out a crazy amount of work and have the luxury of time that's right. another thing time is a luxury and time is a privilege yeah which is something i want to talk about in the magazine that i'm putting about like you know shopping sustainably and like yeah. that's a privilege as well and like yeah whatever. but anyway yeah for sure. having that luxury of time and there's a part of me that's like well i feel you sort of feel like you have like a rock a very large rock attached to you and you're both in a well not a race but you know what i mean like you're both trying to get the same destination destination yeah and you have a rock attached to you exactly and, and i think you know that's like equity versus equality yeah and, you know like yeah. it's the same thing it's like oh we have the same equipment but it's like do we have the same money do we have the same time because here's the thing is let's say this person has you know like three hundred dollars a month given to them it's like right. well okay so you have time and you have three hundred dollars a month magically given to you but for me I have to go work and fry food to get $300 yes. a month. I have to be abused so by patrons. I, I have to go work, you know, 20 hours a week to go get that $300 a month. Yeah. So now my time is gone. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's like, I can't be mad at you because it's like, it's not your fault that mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it shouldn't be a fault to have money, but, like but it's also it's like, you. I am not happy about the fact that you were able to just walk out here, start your business and immediately have a website where yeah. I'm about you know, a year and a half in, and I'm just now thinking, just okay, hustle. you know, I've picked the sort of cheapest, but highest, qual highest quality platform for the price. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna put it on my credit card and pay it off every month. And it's like 12 bucks and you know, like whatever, you gotta yeah. build my credit score and whatever, because um, eventually I'm gonna have to get my own car. I yeah. mean, I have a car, but um, you know, a new one. <laughs> right. <laughs> This thing's like 20 years old, but uh, it might break down soon. But anyway, you know, knock on wood. But uh, eventually I'm going to have to have my own credit score to do all these things. Mm -hmm. uh, mommy and daddy can't pay for it. Well, mommy can't pay for it because it's ripped. But you know, oh daddy my God. can't pay for it. So, like, you know, so. R.I.P. Yeah. Sorry about that one. Yeah. Um, we're, let's go ahead. I'm going to hit you with a couple of 
fast rounds. All right, let's go for it. Um, okay, what are you currently working on the magazine? So yeah, the magazine um, and uh, working on some, trying to find some local artists who make their own clothes mm-hmm. and want to do some uh, free stuff in exchange for free photos to put into the magazine and also my website, which should be up in a week. Uh, okay, great. You want to go ahead and let's get all your plugs. Yeah, so um, plugs as in like my handles and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, your website, your Instagram, right, your so Twitter. My website does not have a domain yet because I'm still working on it. Okay. All right. Just kidding. Yeah, I'll tell you <laughs> and then you can like add it somewhere later. Okay, okay you can just share it on your Instagram. But um, yeah, so website will be up in a week, but that's because it was a sign for my photography class to have it up in a week. So it will not look perfect. Although websites never look perfect because you're constantly changing them. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, but my no one can have my Twitter because my Twitter is chaotic. And it's just <laughs> me and my boyfriend bullying each other, like cyber bullying each other. I know. I got a Twitter um, to be professional. And then I was uh, like, no, I just want to tweet like, whatever's in my head. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like digital footprint. Don't know her. So yeah. I just, <laughs> Um, my TikTok, I have to pull it up because I don't have it memorized, which is bad. Okay. All right. It's J-X-D-E. So Jade, which is my middle name. Um, but instead of an A, it's an X. Okay. That's cool. Fam. Right. Because I'm edgy, you know, because yeah. <laughs> I'm quirky. I'm not like other girls. Yeah. Uh, anyway. No. Um, and then my photography Instagram page is HJFam underscore studios. And my experimental digital creator page is underscore jade.main underscore. But again, the A's are X's because I'm cool like that. There you go. Or V's. I don't know. Or is it V's or X's? Just try it out. If you find my photography page, it's in the bio of my photography Everything page. Everything is there. So just don't worry about it. And soon my website will be in there. So just link. You could get a link tree. Yeah. Link, I, yeah. I do have a link tree. Okay. I just don't have my website connected to it yet because it's not done yet. So. Okay. Yeah. It will be in there. Um. Okay. What do you hope your clients get out of working with you? Confidence. You know, like we talked before and just that memory of whatever it is that we capture that moment and sort of, I think people sort of internalize a lot of hate towards themselves, like the insecurity, but I think they think, they feel that way because they think that other people perceive them that way, and that's not true. Yeah. And even if they did, you know, screw them. Yeah. Yeah. For like, real. Whatever. Yeah, you're beautiful. Like, we're just all beautiful in our different ways, and I'm not just saying that to say that. Mm-hmm. I, like, genuinely mean that, and my job is to show them that, I feel like. And just be like, will you just all their highlights and features? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Last thing before we sign off: goals and aspirations. Make my photography business a full time job, you know. But not not trying to be like. It would be awesome if I could be crazy rich, but I don't need to be. (laughs) As a little side. Yeah. I don't. I don't want it to be my side job. I want to be my. I want it to be enough to keep a roof over my head and eat. And not worry. And not worry. Not worry. That's it. Okay. That's all I need. Amazing. Hunter fam, thank you so much for yes. coming on the thank show. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for listening to me ramble forever. <laughs> you are an absolute star. Um, okay, next week on Hot Sexy Fly, we're going to um, do a little callback here from the very beginning of the show with Suwani's World coming back on. Um, all righty, y'all. Y'all have a good rest of your day.